Thanks for pressing play and welcome to Lockhead on Marketing. On this episode, let's talk about the big startup downturn marketing mistakes and what to do about it and why people who create demand are in massive demand. And specifically, I want to talk to you about your career and um, what to do when the economy goes sideways, both in your business and in your career. Please join me for the first ever Cloud Wars Live Expo, June 28th through 30th, 2022, in beautiful San Francisco, California, at the Moscone Center, for the most important new cloud event on the planet, uh, hosted by my friend, the technology icon himself, Bob Evans, founder of the Cloud Wars Live podcast, which I guest on on a regular basis. If you're a regular listener, you've heard him here. He's one of the smartest, um, nicest, uh, most effective people I know. And at the event... Uh, you'll see the biggest cloud companies, the coolest cloud startups, and over 40 hours of legendary cloud education. Go to cloudwarsexpo.com right now. That's cloudwarsexpo.com. Now, hey-ho, let's go. This is Lockheed Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. Okay, so let's talk about the startup downturn marketing mistake. And the reality is, it's not just startups um, who who, do, who make this mistake. Uh, I posted this on LinkedIn a little bit ago, and it absolutely blew up. So I thought it was worth talking about here, I guess. Um, okay, so let's go through the, the top 10 list of what happens. One, the recession hits, which, again, I'm not an economist, but best I can tell, smart people are telling me uh, we're at the beginning of. So number one, the recession hits. The immediate impact of that, of course, is number two, demand falls. So what do most companies do? Number three, they market hard in an effort to catch demand. Remember, when most people say marketing, what they mean is compete in an existing market category for existing demand. So when they do marketing, what they're really doing is demand capture. So one, the recession hits, two, demand falls, three, they market hard to catch uh, falling demand, or some people say catch a falling knife. As a result, number four, customer acquisition, a.k.a. CAC. Isn't that a lovely abbreviation? Uh, so customer acquisition costs, CAC, goes up. So what do most companies do? Number five, they market harder, catch demand. Number six, demand starts falling even further. Customer acquisition costs go up again. So what do companies do? They want to catch the falling knife. So they market harder, -er -er -er, if you will. And number nine, they repeat until they get to number 10, which is they run out of time and money. Now, look, I've been through many of these things in my life. This is what happens. And here's the big learning. He who competes for demand loses. She who creates demand wins. 
It also happens to be why category design is the most powerful underground skill in business. Most people don't understand that just like you can create and design a product and a company, you could also create and design a market category. Most people think markets just happen like the weather. It's not true. Um, uh, the guru, Michael Gerber, uh, author of legendary books like the PowerPoint and the E-Myth says that, um, our businesses are not a function of the economy. The economy is a function of our businesses. And, you know, I get into trouble for saying this, but most people immediately assume a negative defensive position in a recession or a downturn. And look, I don't want us to be stupid here. Of course, we have to be wise per last week's episode and do some smart things. And sometimes uh, pulling back, retrenching is very smart. Making sure you have runway is very, very smart. A cash flow, all of those things. I'm not poo-pooing any of that stuff. However, approximately 10% of companies get stronger during the recession. In the last week, I have had many conversations with entrepreneurs and CEOs about how to take advantage of the coming downturn. And I know that sounds crazy to a lot of people, but you can't be in the 10% that gets stronger and you can't be in the elite companies that actually are able to take advantage as crazy as it sounds uh, of a downturn, unless you at least ask the questions. So I'm asking you to consider a different way. So here's the different way in specific as it relates to shrinking demand. So there's three kinds of demand. Number one, as we talked about, demand capture. Number two, demand creation. That's why some people call it category creation. And one of the stupid arguments we hear all the time is, well, you know, category design is dumb because why would we go to a market where there's zero demand and we have to create it all when we can just catch demand? Okay. She who creates the demand wins. That's why. Now in a downturn, here's the problem. It can take some time to create demand. And people say, well, we don't have time. Our revenue is falling. We need to generate revenue now. We need to, we need to, we need demand. We need revenue. Okay, great. So there's actually a third way. So there's catch demand, create demand, and damn the demand. And uh, I've talked about that on this podcast. We wrote a, uh, with all due modesty, a great category of pirates that goes in uh, detail into what damn the demand is. But essentially, rather than competing product to product or brand to brand, what damn the demand does is say, is, is at the category level, is to say you thought you wanted that, but what you really need is this. And a great example of that, and I know they're having a hard time now, but the company is on the right uh, strategic path, is, which is uh, Pendleton. And what they did was they damned the demand for spinning classes. Essentially, what they said is, why go to the gym when you can do it at home? And they didn't compete head on with spinning. They damned the demand. And so as you think about how to drive revenue in a downturn, Think through all three lenses. Yes, if you can catch some demand, by all means, go do that. And if you're the category queen or king, you will, even though the demand is shrinking in a recession, you should be catching a disproportionate amount of it. So by all means, particularly if you're the category leader. Legends during downturns 
market their categories, not their products or companies. Because here's what happens in downturns. Companies and consumers do virtually the same thing, which is they create a list of all the must-haves that they spend money on and all the nice-to-haves, and they start whacking the nice-to-haves. That's what goes first. And uh, an analogy here would be uh, one list, the must-haves are aspirins, because you have a situation, you take the product, you have a solution, immediate reaction. And the nice-to-haves are vitamins. Maybe we should take our vitamins, probably good for us, probably good over the long term, but I don't know about you, but when I take a whole bunch of vitamins, for the most part, I don't feel very different. If I have a headache and I take aspirin, it resolves itself pretty quickly. And so my point is, when we are marketing our category in a downturn, we are reminding prospects, customers, and consumers to put us on the must-have list as opposed to the nice-to-have list. There's also another secret about marketing the category as opposed to your company and your brand. The only companies and brands that consumers have ever seen evangelize and market the category is the category leader. So they make a subconscious connection to you as the category leader when you are marketing the category. The other one is how to do this super cost-effectively in a downturn. Focus on your super consumers. Uh, my partner, brother from another mother, literally one of the smartest people I've ever met, Eddie Yoon, wrote the book, Super Consumers. If you haven't read it, read it now. It's an emergency. And essentially, there's a small percentage. You know, you've heard of the 80-20 rule. Uh, it's even more radical than that. I forget the numbers off the top of my head, but, you know, I think Eddie's research shows it's in the 8 to 10%. I could be off a little, but it's, it's a small number of individuals in any given category who are supers. And what a super is, is somebody who's like radically passionate about it and pushes your product or service and evangelizes your product or service to other people who, who really, quote unquote, gets you. Those are your most valuable customers. A radically high percentage of your profits and revenues come from those customers. So now when we're creating demand, when we're elevating demand for our category, the quickest way to do it is to reach out to your supers and mobilize them, mobilize them into a movement, mobilize them into a community and get word of mouth moving. So on the create demand side, the fastest path to creating demand is to communicate with your supers, remind them you're there and to leverage them, leverage their word of mouth. Think of ways to excite and delight and incite them to action to help drive your revenue and elevate the category because they, by definition, by being a super, will evangelize it. And so that's how you deal with this misnomer of oh, demand creation takes too long, takes too long to create a category. Well, um, sort of. But if you go to the supers, they're your fastest way to creating new demand because they already love the category and love your company. And then the third one is one that you almost never hear about, damn the demand. Um, and if you haven't read the category pirates, I highly recommend you do. But look around at all of the adjacencies. And are there adjacencies 
that are doing as poorly or less poorly (laughs) than yours. That is to say, there's demand in some of these adjacencies. And is it possible to say to people who are buying in those adjacent spaces, rather than uh, you thought you wanted that, but instead you should do this. So uh, look at the three approaches to demand, catching it, be mindful there, creating it, and damning it. All right. Now, let's talk about you. You know, in the last episode, we talk about who you're going to be when the shit hits the fan. Here's an interesting thing. When a recession hits, demand goes down, as we talked about, obviously. And here's the crazy thing. And as a lifelong category designer, I have personally experienced this in every downturn since I was in my early, um, in my, actually, since I was uh, in my very early 20s. When demand goes down because of a recession, the demand for people who can create and or damn demand goes up. And uh, traditional marketers, traditional growth hackers and strategists get fired. Why? Because CEOs, boards understand whether they, it's in the frontal lobe of their brain or not, That when most people say marketing, what they mean is demand capture and demand capture in a recession has an accelerating increase of customer acquisition CAC and becomes a game uh, of a race to the bottom while trying to catch a falling knife. And so all of a sudden people start talking about marketing expenses. Now there's a languaging thing here that's interesting. Expenses are things we need to cut. Investments are things we need to make. So this is a bit of a side note for you, but as a CMO, I never spoke about uh, marketing expenses. And I encouraged the marketing teams I was a part of to use the word marketing investments. Anyway, regardless of that, uh, marketing tends to be one of the places that we cut because we don't cut sales, do we? We always want to have sales. Um, but we cut in some of the things that in some companies they consider to be quote support functions. Now, by the way, if your CEO thinks marketing is a support function, you're in a lot of trouble anyway. That's probably an issue for another day. Here's my seminal, the seminal point here. When demand goes down, marketers and traditional growth hackers and branders and product marketers, et cetera, get fired because they're an expense. And what CEOs, CROs, and boards are looking for in a downturn is people who can create demand. So in a weird way, downturns are great for category designers. She who creates or damns the demand wins. And that's who you are. And so now is a very good time for you personally in your career to make sure that people perceive you as somebody who can create demand where it didn't exist before and or damn demand for adjacent things so that you can drive revenue because people who can create demand in bad times uh, are going to have a good time, so to speak. And um, I think you want that to be you. And I'll tell you at a personal level, um, uh, our inbox around here is, is mobbed. Um, and so we can feel this, 
Um, and so I, I, and the other sort of elite category designers that I know, uh, are feeling the same thing. And so, um, that's already happening for us. If you are a category designer for the love of whoever you love, God or whoever you love, make sure the world knows that you are a category designer so that you can tap into that demand and be viewed as a strategic investment that can drive the future of the company as opposed to a marketing expense. The one other thing I'll leave you with is everything we just talked about will be ignored by the vast majority of people in business. And that is a legendary advantage for you. All right. We would like to thank you, of course. Thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, I really do appreciate it. My friends at Play Bigger Advisors, uh, speaking of uh, legendary uh, category design firms, are there to help you design and dominate your market category. Check out playbigger.com. My friends at Atranet are the leaders in building B2B websites in Silicon Valley. So check out atre.net. And now's a great time to uh, tap into their rapid relaunch program and put a new face out into the market. Remember, your website is almost always the first thing people see and experience about you. My friends at Clary.com will help you drive revenue in good times or bad. Check out C-L-A-R-I.com. That's Clary.com. And don't forget to join me. Cloud Wars Live, June 28 through 30, uh, 2022. I will be speaking there. Bob Evans will be there. And it's going to be awesome. Check out cloudwarsexpo.com. Today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. And this podcast is over the Lockout Podcast Network. Please don't forget to consult your shaman, lawyer, doctor, mystic, yoga instructor, and category designer before acting on any of today's information. I need to warn you that uh, the creators of this podcast are absolutely consuming libations. Remember that thinking about thinking is the most important kind of thinking. If you haven't heard our most recent Follow Your Different with Roger Martin, his new book is out. It's called The New Way to Think. It's absolutely legendary. We just wrote about this in Category Pirates. Now is a good time to learn and think about thinking. We are produced and edited by the GOAT, Jason DeFilippo. Check out his podcast, Grumpy Old Geeks. Now's a good time to get your grump on. Sarah Knox and Jamie J. do legendary technical execution around here, and they build Lockhead.com. Show notes by GM Simon. The brothers Bobus, RJ, and EX do our web development. And graphic and web design is by the handsome talented Cedric Biros. Our law firm is Weed and Jack. Our accountants are three balance sheets to the win. And Candy Dandy keeps all the trains running on time. Your spouse texted and said it's all right. Go ahead and subscribe to Category Pirates. That's it for now. Remember, you can't take advantage of a downturn unless you ask the question, how do we take advantage of a downturn?